Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the Fantasy Football Mastermind Ed. The definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice, fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is November 27th. Yes, it's week 13 of the 2018 NFL Fantasy Football season. The playoff stretch drive begins this week. Some of you have already finished up your regular season, and playoffs are going to begin. For most of the rest of you, they either end this week or next week, and then it's on to win or go home. My name is Michael Nasrick, and I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind uh, can be found online at ffmastermind.com. And not with me today, my good friend Chris Rito. Unfortunately, he's having major knee surgery. We wish him the best. Uh, He's going to be out for at least a week, maybe two. So you've just gotten me for the next 15-plus minutes, so we kind of abbreviated it because my, you guys probably get tired of hearing my voice after about 15 minutes, and, and with no breaks, I'm probably going to start getting hoarse around the 20-minute mark, but we can go over a little bit here. We're going to hit all the, uh, the key uh, items for the week, the injuries, the big news, and, of course, I do have Chris Rito's picks to click and flick for the week as well as his one-hit wonders, so I'll be reading you his knowledge uh, later in the show. Anyway, let's get right to the news and notes of the week. Uh, what a big week for injuries, as well as a, a key suspension. Right off the top, let's start with the quarterback situation. Uh, Andy Dalton uh, tore ligaments in his thumb, so he's done for the year. So that means that Jeff Driscoll is going to get the start this week, and people were asking me on the side, is he worth a pickup? And I said, I, I think he's worth uh, uh, something. It depends on whether you really need somebody for that desperate or not. He's certainly not a top-ten fantasy play, even if A.J. Green comes back and plays this week. But, you know, he did throw a touchdown on a nice pass to Tyler Boyd last week. Uh, a lot of people online on Twitter were saying that that was a throw that Andy Dalton does not make. Well, I'm not quite sure about that, but the bottom line here is that he's probably going to end up somewhere between number 10 and number 20 for the week, um, you know, usually depending, probably depending on whether Green plays or not. But anyway, um, uh, over at the Jacksonville, uh, Blake Bortles has been benched, and I kind of question this move this week because he has a really good history of playing well against the Colts who come into town to play the Jaguars. Uh, he threw a couple of touchdown passes against them uh, just two or three weeks ago in Indianapolis, best game in, 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 a, in a month. And, and, of course, the team has lost seven, seven games. They fired their offensive coordinator, uh, and they made the change to Cody Kessler is going to start. But I'm sure if Kessler struggles, struggles early, I'm thinking that maybe they will give – Blake a chance uh, to get back in the game, but it's really weird how things have worked out. I've been watching this uh, the Jaguars closely, and uh, they don't want to let Blake throw the ball <laughs> the last couple of weeks. Pounding, pounding, pounding with Leonard Fournette, and let's get to our next uh, bit of news, the fact that Leonard Fournette's not going to play this week. Uh, he came off the bench 
uh, decided a, a bit of a fight there last week during the game, got ejected, and the NFL has reviewed the situation, suspended him for this game. Now he is appealing. They're uh, appealing it uh, in in uh, over in New York at the league office. Either uh, well, either today, later today, tonight. There's going to be a decision made uh, probably before practice begins tomorrow. Um, I think probably 80% chance he stays suspended because coming off the bench and throwing punches is not warranted. Uh, it's, that makes uh, everybody look bad, especially in the NFL, and they want to crack down on that. So if it, if Leonard Fournette sits, obviously T.J. Yeldon and Carlos Hyde will share the load there. You'll probably see Carlos maybe start the game, see early down work, but they're going to mix in a lot of T.J. Yeldon, especially on passing downs and passing situations, as well as hurry-up offense and two-minute drill. So uh, T.J. Yeldon has more fantasy value than Carlos Hyde if Leonard Fournette sits. Uh, another uh, situation is running back. Uh, Rex Burkhead has been on IR for uh, eight-plus weeks, uh, and uh, guess what? He, uh, he's been activated, uh, coming off with a neck injury there. Apparently it wasn't a season-ending neck injury, and he's, they're going to mix him in behind uh, Sony Michelle and uh, James White, um, and that means that Cordell Patterson can go back to being just a returner and or uh, sometime uh, wide out there. So uh, is Beck Burkhead worth picking up? I picked him up in the FF Webmasters non-PPR 14-team league, even though I had uh, four really good running backs. Uh, uh, three, run, three, run, three, well, three plus one. Anyway, uh, Burkhead's worth holding on to. Uh, I wouldn't start him this week just to see how they uh, mix him in because, you know, Bill Belichick might uh, just give him a couple of carries or maybe throw it to him once or twice and see, you know, get him get him reaccustomed to coming in there. But as long as they got Sonny Michel, who, who did suffer a back injury, but he came back into the game, if he practices later this week and he's good to go, along with James White, then I would probably play the waiting game. But picking up uh, Burkhead is a good idea. Moving on over to wide receiver, you got uh, Detroit was hoping to get back Marvin Jones with a knee injury. He went to go see a doctor, got a second opinion. He's gone for the year. He's not going to be playing. So Bruce Ellington is continue as the number two wide receiver for the Lions, and only if you're in a PPR because the guy had five, well, five or six catches on, on Turkey Day for like uh, 20 yards or so, so seven, eight, nine points uh, in PPR. Non-PPR, not, not as valuable there. Uh, Stafford's been uh, struggling ever since they traded Golden Tate. Now he doesn't have Marvin Jones, so Kenny Galladay is the guy there, and he's going to see top corner coverage, so that's not very good uh, for, for uh, Stafford. And, and he's got a really tough schedule, too. Uh, down the playoff stretch to drive. A couple of surprise notes. Uh, Denver uh, put Jeff Heurman, who was seeing more targets because they had traded Demarius Thomas, they put him on on IR because of a lung, uh, rib, and lung, lung injury. Uh, so he's not going to be playing. Matt Lacoste, and we'll talk about him uh, later. Got some words from Chris Reed on Matt Lacoste, his fantasy value uh, later in the show. Uh, also, uh, Jack Doyle placed on uh, IR. I saw the play that it looked like he injured his kidney, just got hit on the left side there as he was being tackled, got up, tapped his helmet, went to the sidelines, didn't see from him the rest of the game, and uh, he's gone. He's got a uh, a kidney injury. Uh, he's not going to play the rest of this year. So it's uh, Eric Ebron. They got Eric Swoop there, but he's dinged up, injured. So uh, all the tight end looks now are going to go to Eric Ebron. So that makes him a must-fancy play, top top five if not top three the rest of the year. And then one, one kicker note here before I get to the list of injuries. Uh, I've already been just going over injuries, haven't I? Uh, Cardinals uh, put uh, Phil Dawson on IR with a hip injury and signed Zane Gonzalez, but that's really here nor there for fantasy football because uh, the Cardinals uh, have given this kicker, his, their kicker the least amount of uh, kicks in the NFL this year. So 
saying Gonzalez is going to be collecting a paycheck, may, may kick the field goal or not this week. In Green Bay, probably not. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, anyway, he's not good for fantasy. Anyway, let's get right to the uh, comprehensive list of injuries here. These are guys you want to keep an eye on this week. And I'll, I'll throw out also what we know about them at, at certain uh, at this point, uh, which is Tuesday afternoon on the West, on the West Coast here in L- sunny Las Vegas. Actually, it's cloudy. It's also about 60 degrees here in Las Vegas. It's going to be high of about 49 next week on Monday. Uh, it's kind of cold for, for Las Vegas, but... You know, uh, we are getting into winter. I know everyone on the East Coast is laughing at me now saying, 49 degrees? I wish we had 49 degrees. We got, like, high of 13. Yeah, I hear, I hear you back in Chicago and in, in New York. The blizzard. I got a good friend caught in that blizzard. Took him six hours to get home in New York last week. Wow. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I live out here in Las Vegas. Sunny, but it, it's very mild in wintertime. Anyway, uh, moving right to the, uh, the the list of injuries here. Mitchell Trubinsky with the right shoulder in Chicago. Status is uncertain this week. They hope to have him back, but it's kind of up uh, up in the air. The Giants hope that he doesn't play, but unfortunately my Giants look like their season's done since they lost the last second field goal to the Eagles last week. Joe Flacco with the hip. Uh, his status is uncertain. And uh, head coach John Harbaugh says uh, everything's on the table there. Lamar Jackson has led them to two straight victories all the, over power puff teams like the Raiders and the Bengals. So, so I wouldn't, uh, you know, uh, take anything for granted there. Sam Darnold with a foot uh, long term uh, for the Jets, probably good if they sit him. Uh, you know, uh, we'll see if he practices later this week. I wouldn't expect much. Uh, the big, another big injury from last week at the running back position, Melvin Gordon. Uh, had his leg whipped and suffered a sprained MCL. He's week to week, probably out a couple of weeks there. Uh, they're well on their way to making the playoffs, so they're going to take it easy there. So uh, he's not going to be playing this week. Kerryon Johnson with the knee, he's week to week. He didn't uh, play on Turkey Day. He's got a shot this week. It just depends on whether he practices later in the week. But I'd probably give it 70% chance he sits one more week. And that's LeGarrette Blount uh, is the guy that took over last week, hadn't done anything for a month, and has scores twice. Go figure. Uh, in Miami, Kenyon Drake, the shoulder, no uh, no contact in practice this week. He was in and out of the game last week. Uh, he did score two touchdowns, so if he plays, you start him. Uh, Marlon Mack with a concussion in Indy is very iffy to play. Uh, you got Nyham Hines and, and uh, Jordan Wilkins might actually start or see an expanded role if Marlon Mack can't play this week. Good news in Washington, Chris Thompson, the running back there with a rib injury, uh, practiced for the first time in like more than a month. Uh, on Monday, and uh, we saw him on Twitter uh, going in and out of uh, 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 drills there, uh, avoiding things, looking like he was 100%, so obviously probably not 100% feeling it still, but uh, good enough to play probably. Uh, headlining the wide receivers, of course, is A.J. Green with that toe. It looked like he was closer to playing last week, and then they shut him down. Uh, didn't look good on Saturday. They said he's progressing, he's uh, improving, he might play this week. We'll see if he practices. Sammy Watkins had the bye to get over the foot injury for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we'll see if he practices later this week up in the air there. Devin Funches has a uh, has had a really disappointing uh, last month of play. Uh, he sat last week due to a back. We'll see if he can practice and play. Traquan Smith, the latest on him on a toe. They play the Cowboys this Thursday. Uh, he was limited in practice yesterday, and he was limited in practice today. So at least that's uh, not a move in a bad direction. Hopefully he'll be able to get back on the uh, on the on the field and play this Thursday. Uh, that also uh, goes for. Uh, let's see. Well, that's Traquan Smith there. Oh, it also goes for Will Lutz, the kicker there, uh, with a back injury. Uh, he was limited on Monday and Tuesday, and hopefully he'll be able to kick because uh, 
he's my kicker in almost all my leagues and the number one kicker for the year. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And if you just got Lutz like I do, then I'd run out and grab a, a backup kicker just just in case he uh, he doesn't kick there. But if they don't sign another kicker in the next couple of days, that means he's going to kick. So anyway, uh, getting back to the wide receiver list, Deshaun Jackson with a thumb. He's seeing a specialist. Uh, and uh, his status is uncertain for this week. We'll see. Uh, Marquise Goodwin uh, sat out uh, with a mystery personal uh, issue that he had to attend to family last week. We'll see if he practices and plays this week. Uh, his teammate Pierre Garçon with a knee uh, did not play last week. His status is uncertain there. And Evan Ingram with a hamstring had a, a did it in pregame warmups for the Giants this past week. He's optimistic he can play. We'll see if he practices later this week. And of course, Jeff Swain with a wrist injury. He's going to be out. He didn't practice this week. He's probably probably going to miss the rest of the regular season, if not most of it, and we'll see uh, what, what goes on there. And we'll be right back after this message so I can catch my breath. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim redrafter, dynasty, keeper, auction, salary cap, IDP. They cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, we want to remind everyone, check out our website, ffmastermind.com. We had a late season sale going on for $9.95, less than the cost of a Papa John's pizza <laughs> with everything on it. Uh, for the rest of the season, there's five uh, newsletters left uh, that include uh, premium injury quick bits, um, uh, expanded picks to click and flick, the market feature NFL game matchup analysis by John Cooney, and of course we rank each player on Wednesday and update on Saturday uh, with uh, late uh, picks to click and flick on Saturday with fantasy breaches and all. Um, want to thank everyone for, that subscribed this year. Uh, you guys have been with us. A lot of you guys have been with us for more than 20 years. I mean, that was just taking a look, and I've got almost 200 people have been with us for more than 20 years. Um, we got a few thousand subscribers. We appreciate everybody. Uh, also, we just started taking renewals for, for next year, Black Friday, rock bottom discount. So every, all the subscribers out there, you want to go ahead and log in and click the renew link. Uh, an early renewal would be appreciated. Uh, the wife and I have a 27th anniversary coming up mid-December, mid December 14th, actually, and uh, she wants something special. So I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> take some money there. Anyway, uh, if you guys uh, want to listen to the rest of the show, you can. This is going to continue on and do picks to click and flick. Then we're going to, uh, you know, uh, you can just hit the, hit the dial there. If you're listening to us live, just wait about 10 minutes, and then we're going to go on from there. Anyway, uh, let's get right to the picks to click and flick for the coming week. Uh, and uh, we'll do mine first here. Of course, do follow me on Twitter at FF Mastermind. I'll break some uh, injury information there, too. Anyway, here we go. A couple of quarterbacks I like this week and why. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, what's not to like? Uh, you know, he's an automatic start and most week, but he should have a really good game this week against the Buccaneers, so obviously you're going to start him. Uh, Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay. Uh, Panthers are really struggling against the pass right now. Uh, Winston's uh, probably played his best game this past week taking over for uh, Fitzmagic again. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you need him starting this week, he's probably going to be ranked in my top ten for the week. Okay, here's a couple of quarterbacks that Chris Rito likes. 
uh, Dak Prescott. Amari Cooper has really boosted the total offense, and Dak is playing uh, great the last few weeks, uh, scoring 25 points per game in the last six. In addition to the general weakness of the New Orleans Saints' pass defense, you also have to look at the fact that Dak Dak has a rushing score in five of the last six games, so what's not to like there? Yeah, that's good information from Chris Rito. Uh, He also likes Case Keenum this week, even though he and the team are playing well. Keenum has not produced fantasy stats. And note, this week it looks like a classic get healthy game uh, as the Denver offense lights it up against the dumpster fire Bengals D that is allowing 28 points per game to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. I totally agree with that. Uh, he's probably going to be in my uh, top 15, uh, if not top 10 there for this week. Anyway, uh, a couple of quarterbacks not crazy about this week. For me, Nick Mullins, San Francisco, barely kept his starting job. He's got to go play in Seattle on the road again. Last week he just uh, the stinker game in Tampa Bay, and this is Seattle, much better defense. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's actually benched in the middle of the game for C.J. Beathard if he doesn't pick up his play. I don't trust him. And Eli Manning, the Bears are tough against the pass. Uh, I know that they can be beaten here and there, so you know maybe Eli gets a touchdown, the OBJ long one or whatnot. But Sterling Shepard's really coming up short uh, in recent games, so I wouldn't trust Eli if I could this week. A uh, couple of clicks on Rita from uh, Baker Mayfield. The kid is hot and the team is playing with confidence, but don't overthink this uh, fantasy crunch time. This is still the streaking Texans D, playing at home against a rookie quarterback and seeking a buy in the AFC, and playing with emotion for Bob McNair. Yep, the late Bob McNair. This could be a sack fest. I agree there, too. Uh, another quarterback he's not crazy about, uh, Matt Stafford. Still too many holes in this offense to make Stafford a viable play, especially with Marvin Jones, Kerryon Johnson not guaranteed to play. Uh, Rita believes the Lions will try to slow down the Rams by controlling the ball with Blunt who can be effective here and reduce volume until the game gets out of hand, but then there are no viable pass catchers in Detroit aside from Galloway. Galladay, beware. I agree with that totally, too. Anyway, uh, moving on over to running back. A couple of guys I like this week, Aaron Jones, Green Bay. Uh, you know, I like him against the uh, Cardinals. They, their, their run defense is terrible. I think he scored last week against a very good run defense of Minnesota. I think he's going to score again this week. And Lamar Miller coming off that 97-yard touchdown run on uh, Monday night. The Browns struggle against the run. He's playing again at home. So I think he's going to have another long touchdown run in that game. So start him if you own him. For Chris Rito, uh, Doug Martin. While the team has been brutal to watch on the O, Martin is still garnering the lion's share of the snaps and touches in his double-digit carries every week. He's the goal line back in as many targets as, as Jalen Richard the last few weeks also. Worth noting, no one allows more running back receiving yards and TDs than the Chiefs. The game plan share will be to shorten the game and keep the Chiefs O sideline. I agree with that completely. Uh, another guy that both Greedo and I like, because uh, it's on our list too, Gus Edwards, uh, the running back for the Ravens. The battering ram is averaging 5.8 yards per carry despite being a spruiser and not a sprinter. And I see in uh, Rito sees no reason why he can't won't st- stay as the cowbell against a team that's surrendering over one, 5.1 yards per carry on defense. No matter who starts a quarterback, the game plan on the road will definitely have a lot of rushing yards called uh, Rito is sure. Keep riding Gus the bus, and I agree with that. A uh, couple of guys I'm not crazy about in running back. Marlon Mack, concussion, plus Jaguars, good run defense. It's still good. Fantasy bench, that's self-explanatory there. Sony Michelle, the Vikings do play tough against the run. I know Aaron Jones scored against them last week, but it's going to be tough for Sony to score. They'll probably get into passing the ball to uh, James White. And, of course, Michelle may lose a few touches to Rex Burkhardt, too, so be careful there. A couple of running backs that Rito's not crazy about this week is Austin Eckler. He's flourishing chance of change of pace role, but not so much as the lead back. Plus, with the Melvin Gordon down for a while, they're not going to overlook 
overworked the undersized Eckler like they do with Gordon, and they will spell him with Justin Jackson more often than many think, especially on the goal line against a tough run defense. With Rivers on fire, don't be surprised if they go pass-heavy game with either uh, against uh, the more beatable Pittsburgh secondary. I agree there, too. Uh, also, he's not crazy about Mark Ingram. Uh, you know, in fact, I've got Mayor May. I usually play him as a flex, but this week I'm probably not going to uh, because of this the following uh, reason. The Cowboys have generally been fairly stout against the run, and they've allowed a league low 3.6 yard per carry and only four rushing touchdowns. They've been particularly stout at home, where they allow around 50 yards rushing per game with a relatively ease of throwing versus Dallas and Breeze being so hot. Reader suspects that this is one way, uh, one way or more going to be a Camara game than an Ingram game, and I uh, agree with him completely there. Um, moving on over to wide receiver, a couple of guys I like this week. Uh, wide receiver DJ Moore, Carolina. I think he's going to score against the Buccaneers. What's not to like here? Devin Funches may not play again with that back. Uh, DJ Moore is getting a lot of uh, targets. Uh, the Buccaneers secondary stinks. Start DJ Moore if you own him. I also like Josh Reynolds again. Uh, he's coming off the bye. He scored uh, against the Chiefs. They almost had another touchdown in that game uh, two two nights uh, two weeks ago on Monday night. I'd say roll with it against the Lions. It can be beaten uh, via the air. I mean, everybody could score in that game for uh, for the Rams. Uh, Cooks, um, uh, Robert Woods, as well as Josh Reynolds. Okay, a couple of guys that Rito likes: uh, D.D. Westbrook. He's played the Colts twice in a short career, and he has nine uh, of the ten targets in those two. Uh, the, tar- the Colts' defense especially successful is short underneath passes, so look for a new OC to simplify reads and give him quick crosses that D.D. can run with. With Fournette suspended, this might actually be the running game's target, best target and threat than Jacksonville has, especially for the explosive plays that Marone is seeking. Also, he uh, likes uh, Josh Dotson this week. I agree here. Third time as a click in four weeks. He's actually playing well, averaging double-digit in PPR the last five weeks. With the Eagles' corners undersized and overmatched, they should be a significant weapon, especially in the red zone. Uh, Colt McCoy definitely favored him with 10 targets in his first start, and it might be nothing but the off-injured uh, Jordan Reed is in street clothes at Muddy's practice. That's something to keep your eye on. Moving on over to uh, Flicks for wide receiver. I think Sterling Shepard's been struggling, uh, not feeling it against the Bears, up and down. Uh, could be another two for 20 game. Be careful there. Also, uh, not crazy about Allen Robinson. There's a caveat here. Assuming that Jace Daniel does start again and the John secondary is pretty good, I think it's a fancy bench moment for a Robinson. If Trubinsky plays, though, uh, Robinson's stocks shoot up and he's no longer a flick for me. A couple guys that Rito doesn't like, uh, homeboy, a Colt, uh, T.Y. Hilton. He's on fire. The team is hot, but Jalen Ramsey has generally controlled him in the past, and the Jags are embarrassed and angry. Under the big strike against him also might be that the Jags have been bleeding fantasy points to tight ends recently, and the Colts feature that position quite, quite prominently. And luck will not force-feed Hilton if he's covered. Doyle being uh, out uh, will rotate extra underneath coverage to him, a caution play, but if you have to start, you start him. Of course, um, Jarvis Landry, same situation. I've been frustrated with him, too. I've got him on a couple teams. He's been uh, down uh, most recently in the last month. He's totally disappeared in the last month, despite the passing uh, uh, offense taking off. He went from 10-plus targets each week to three straight games under seven targets and under 50 yards and no TDs. The new offense seems to be featuring Chubb and the young receivers a bit more down the field, so Landry is no better than number three in PPRs right now, not a starter in non-PPR leagues, and I agree there. Uh, moving on over to uh, tight ends, I got one click here because the other two are taken up by Rito. Uh, my click is Greg Olson. I think he rebounds against the Bucks. Uh, I know they use him at the goal. He's going to catch a short one there again. He's going to catch four or five passes, I think, this week. So you start him, uh, especially with all the injuries at, at the tight end position. 
Moving on over to uh, Rito's uh, clicks, uh, Cameron Brait. No one gets crushed by the tight end more than the Panthers, and there are fewer red zone man crushes stronger than the one James Winston has for Brait. He scored a TD in the two games Howard missed this year and one where he came back and was limited. This uh, looks like a solid number, a tight end one this week with strong upside. If he catches more passes this week, the Panthers' cornerbacks are good, so this might funnel more work to the tight end. Uh, also, here we go, Matt Lacoste. Um, very few teams allow more targets and fantasy points to the tight end than do the Bengals, and only the Panthers have allowed more tight end t- touchdowns than 2018. When Heerman left week uh, 12 early injured, he stepped in and got all the work and a TD, keeping the tight end relevant in that offense. With Heerman on IR on Monday, he is a low-cost DFS play, and for waiver wire ad this week, I could not agree more. A couple of tight ends not crazy about this week. Ricky Seals-Jones, Arizona. The Packers play the tight end very tough. Uh, Arizona's barely throwing for any yards. Rosen's throwing for like 100 yards a game, so avoid Ricky Seals-Jones this week. And Jimmy Graham with that thumb injury, caught a couple passes late in the game, almost like meaningless catches, playing limited action. The Cardinals are tough against the tight end on defense. Fantasy bench for me. A couple of guys that Rito doesn't like, Chris Harden. While he's been producing consistently lately out of nowhere, the tight ends are a different beast when defending the tight end. They even shut down the Colts three-headed tight end for a few weeks, so this D's ability is a real deal. Herndon is a matchup dependent and has been 10-plus PPR points four times in each of the last uh, was against a bottom 10 tight end defender. This week is a top-rated tight end defender, so be careful there. Jordan Reed, the Eagles are among the NFL's best at limiting the opposing tight end, and with the weakness of their corners, it's just part of the game plan to avoid. Reed's history against the Eagles' body also is two solid games. One was huge, but also in the rest, he was averaged three for 21, has not scored and been virtually invisible. Based upon the current opponent and the fact he's sitting on practice on Monday, Rito thinks he's a high-risk caution play this week. So use that, uh, start him with care. Okay, uh, I've got about five minutes left here, so I'm going to get all this done. And now the time for the one-hit wonders. Hit me with them, Chris. Okay, here we go. Kicker, Brandon McManus. The Bengals' of generosity to opposing fantasy players applies to kickers as well, and McManus should have lots of chances here. Uh, Rito also says uh, consider Jason Sanders, a Miami kicker. Buffalo allows among the most kicker points, and Sanders has been at 15 fantasy points every other game for eight weeks, so he's due for a big game this week. For defense, consider these guys, and I agree with him, especially the first one. Packers at home against the Arizona Cardinals, a desperate team at home in the cold against a warm-weather team and against a struggling with the offense with a rookie quarterback and a lack of weapons. This could have a, a pick six in it for the Packers. Uh, regardless, it looks like they're going to limit the, the, the amount of points here, especially the yardage. It could be a lot, one's a lopsided victory for the Packers. And Tennessee against the Jets, this defense plays much better at home, and the Jets are generously to opponents opposing fantasy defenses. All right, I can't give you the uh, fantasy um, FF Webmasters uh, waivers because they're not going to run for another five hours, <laughs> five and a half hours online, or four and a half hours online. Anyway, uh, we'll do that next week. Hopefully, we'll return to the next uh, next week at the regular bat time, same bat time, bat, bat channel, 11 p.m. on Tuesday night, hopefully with Chris Rito. If he doesn't come back, I may move it back up to this time again. Anyway, for Chris Rito, well, thank you for joining us, joining me. For Chris Rito, this is Mike Nazrek. We'll see you all next week when hopefully we preview the week 14 of the 2018 NFL season. Goodbye, good night, good day. Good afternoon, and good luck to everyone this week. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazareth.
the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second.